I think the audience listening is telling us um, thinking about violence is very much it's an individual thing if it happens to you, but it's a collective thing as well. And some things do become self-fulfilling prophecies. Uh, when the stories get worse, you think, well, it's not safe to do this. It's not safe to do that. And people are feeling a certain way. And then that, you know, they're telling they're telling their story by telling you how they feel. So many things, even just over the weekend, greatly concerning. Uh, we wanted to reach out and we're glad he responded on short notice um, and find it what the mayor of the city of Toronto thinks. Uh, he is John Tory. Mayor Tory, thanks very much for making the time again on short notice. I appreciate it. Our audience does as well. No problem. I, I, I mean, this is a, you know, an agonizing and perplexing problem. I think anybody who suggests there's a simple answer to it is, you know, is, is not really thinking it through. Uh, and I, I just find these, I get notified of these generally before these kinds of incidents, before the public hears about them. And I'm just, you know, the one involving the woman at King and Young last week, I'm just shaking my head in disbelief in, in terms of the combination that represents of, you know, obviously, there's obviously an issue involved with anybody who would do such a thing, you know, and they seem to be very random. They're spread around the city, so they're not sort of concentrated in one place, which makes it much more frustrating to try and find a solution to it, uh, you know, when they're spread around like that, when they're totally random uh, and so on. But it just, I mean, I realize why they cause people to be anxious and, and, and you know, I, it causes me huge, uh, you know, uh, mm. I'm just trying to try to think of the right word. Uh, you know, I'm just, you know, uh, very stressed myself in terms of trying to figure out what to do. I'm meeting the police chief, you know, later today, but that's not mm. the entire answer. I mean, certainly what I'm doing in terms of investing uh, through the budget in, in increased police officers, including especially 25 of them downtown, I think is part of it. Uh, but, you know, there is no easy answer. We had um, Alex Nuttall on the Mayor Barry the morning after the funeral for that, that you know, wonderful police officer who was who was ambushed yeah. over Christmas. And um, John, no matter where we went with the topic, he kept returning back to the laws needing to be changed. Uh, Barry and Innisfil have been through a ton. So have we in Toronto. But I, but I could feel it in his voice that there's more a push among municipal politicians more than ever, regardless of ideology, to get to the federal government and say some of what we're doing with bail and parole. Not because it doesn't it doesn't document every case, but it absolutely has to change. We can't just talk about it. We've got to make them do it now. But, you know, Greg, it's, it's exactly what I was saying, though. That is one element for sure. And I've talked about it literally since 2005 when I was in provincial politics, mm -hmm. because I think, you know, there are elements of the bail system now, for example, that are just letting out repeat uh, people who are charged repeatedly with firearms offenses. And some of them then go on to do things that are truly horrific. And so I think that's part of it. But and so is investing in the police. And you don't hear me pretending that the investments that I propose and that I stand by uh, in the in the police to help them and to help ourselves have some more resources available to us and same with safety on the TTC, that that is the only answer. I mean, a big part of the answer that doesn't get discussed that often is mental health. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think it'll probably turn out to be the case that the person involved in uh, that, uh, the older woman's death, you know, was not somebody out on parole or out on bail, but was someone who had some issues. I mean, who goes around pushing, you know, anybody, but it, let alone 89-year-old women down onto the street and uh, causing a loss of life. So I just think there's a lot of that. There's people out there that have issues in in their lives that are not getting dealt with, uh, you know, like but by the health system. So I, I just think it's uh, kind of all hands on deck. This is happening in cities across North America. It's not just here. And I think what we have to do is decide on a, an even more comprehensive approach to this. And part of it is what Mary Nuttall said. It's, it's in some instances, but not in others. I mean, in others, the bail laws and whatnot have nothing to do with it. Are you hearing from people outside of Toronto asking 
what's going on in Toronto proper? Are you hearing from people no, asking? You no, know, we, we tend to focus more because it's our city. And, and, and you know, I, I spend a lot of my time, uh, as I said, I'm meeting the police chief this afternoon. I've had meetings with other people in terms of the sort of social and health aspects of this. Um, but no. And, and, you know, look, I think it's one of those things where we pay more attention because we live here. But objectively, looking at it, uh, you know, from the rest of the world's perspective, they read more that The Economist says Toronto is the second safest city in the world. And it is a very safe city. And that doesn't mean I minimize these problems at all. I always point out the same thing on the TTC. I mean, the TTC moves millions of people every day safely. You know, and there are incidents that are extremely disconcerting and you don't want them to become a pattern or a habit or something that's happening every day. So I'm very focused on that. But no, we're not hearing a lot from people outside. I'm tending to call out, quite frankly, to other cities to find out, you know, what they're doing because a lot of them are experiencing this. And I think some of it has to do with the aftermath of the pandemic, that people were, you know, jarred in terms of their stability by by being confined all that period of time and that there's some reaction happening, including, I would say, among young people, you know, because we're seeing a lot of things happen in the schools that you also have been talking about, I'm sure, um, that are just not, you know, sort of in, in accordance with how we would see young people carrying, you know, replica or real weapons to school and, you know, where a schoolyard disagreement that we might have seen in previous years now devolves into something involving guns and knives. I mean, it's just not, it's not, you know, it's not the normal state of affairs. John, Tory, Mayor of Toronto, joining us on Toronto Today. I know you mentioned, I remember hearing the quote, and it really resonated with me before Christmas when the 18 age girls were uh, arrested for, for the second degree murder. And, and it, it was something I think, I think you spoke for the entire city, again, regardless of, of where people um, stand with politics or anything, saying, is there something in the water supply here? Is there something, yeah. is there something in society right now? And it, it could be, it's really dependent on all of us who think, well, we want to make a difference and we want to make a positive difference. We won't always get it right. But it, 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 I think that resonated with people. Um, you, you've probably thought a lot about that comment to say, is this just a greater extension of where we're at? And how do we reverse some trends here? Well, I think a big part of it is mental health, not entirely. But I mean, I think if you look at the different incidents that people refer to, uh, somebody being shoved off a, a subway platform, a woman, an, an older woman like this being pushed down uh, at, at the, the intersection of King and Young, uh, you know, eight girls in, in, alleged to sort of, you know, uh, a, a swarm mm-hmm. uh, a man. I mean, you just go down the list. I mean, even, I would even extend to that uh, uh, teenagers with a BB gun shooting at uh, a, a bus operator that's waiting in a bus, uh, you know, shelter to take over their job. Job. Uh, these are not things that happen in the ordinary circumstance. They end up being criminal behavior. But if you think about it, uh, you know that they have their roots. I think somewhere else, and that's why I think we've got to take a much broader look at all of this. And I do think that, given that it's sort of happening now at this particular time when the pandemic is coming to an end after two years of sort of confinement and you know that uh, that we we have to look at this in the broader sense. And I believe part of the answer. Look, I believe people's behavior is affected by the presence of police officers. I think if we all think about, do we take our foot off the gas when we see a police car? Do we put our phone down when we see the police? I think similarly, when they're walking a beat in the downtown streets, that's going to help uh, with this. And same with uh, people on the subway, including homeless uh, counseling workers that can help people. But I don't think that's the entire answer. I think there's much broader answers that we have to kind of continue to work at because these events do suggest to you there's something that's happened. You know, I said something in the water, but you know what I meant. Yeah, I do. Yeah, There's something going on that we've got that's much deeper and that's why it's happening in other cities too.
I know we're both tied for time. What's the yeah. what's the start of the genesis of the conversation with, with Chief Demke today? What, where well, do you start? I, I, with him, my conversations tend to sort of say, because he's an expert police officer, and he's a very compassionate man, and he knows the answer doesn't entirely rest in police officers, is to say, you know, what more can we be doing besides giving you some resources to have some more officers downtown and so on? What more can we be doing? Where do you think some of the roots are? Because he's, a, he's an expert professional. Let's remember, police spend much of their time, most of their time, helping people, not arresting people, helping people who are on the street or suffering from substance issues, and that's what they spend most of their time doing. So I will just be seeking his advice today uh, because I believe this is a problem, obviously, that while it is random and it is spread across the city, it's, it's causing anxiety, and, and I want to try and do whatever we can.